0: Welcome to NBA Talk on the KD Pod with your host, Kyle Downing. I'm back with Mr. Gao himself. What's up, Mikey? What's going on, Kyle? Glad to be back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So today we're talking about a couple teams that have been exceeding expectations, playing pretty well. Uh, We're talking about the Warriors, the Wizards, the Clippers, and the Heat. So... We'll start off top with um, Mikey's hometown team, his favorite team. One of the Sir. one of the teams in LA. What is that? We got the Clippers. All right. So, Mikey, talk to me. What's what's going on in in LA? Uh,
1: it's looking real good. We run this town, baby. Sorry, Laker fans, but um, uh, they really did. Exceed my expectation for this year so far, because uh, I thought without Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers will struggle on offense. And I think so far, Paul George really like got rid of that pandemic P image that people gave him. Like he is playing at, I'd say, superstar level right now in the league. Definitely top 10, maybe top five right now, like performing wise in the regular Mm -hmm. season. And then uh, one of the best two-way players, uh, averaging 26.7 points, eight rebounds, five assists, 2.1 steals, and it's legit carrying the Clippers team
0: on offense, defensive end. A little bit like, you know, that last year in Oklahoma City, right, where you finished third in MVP voting. You're really like, okay, here's here's PG Mm -hmm. stepping up. And, you know, without Kawhi, the, all the spotlight was on him. And he's like, all right, I guess I can't take a backseat role or blame Doc Rivers for making me come off pin downs all the time or whatnot, yeah. whatever that was, you know. So, yeah, no, he's been a stud. He's been a stud. And how are they doing? What's their record so far? Uh, I got to actually look up with it. look up
1: their record right now but i think they started out one and four Mm -hmm. and they they won eight out of ten games following that wow so right now right now they're nine and six and they're six in the western conference which is you know like without Kawhi Leonard, with only paul george playing i think that's a pretty good record for them right now and um yeah just They've been like playing really well. Like after 1 and 4, I thought like their offense was like so stagnant and then we got a couple guys that started playing a lot better. Like I'd mention uh Reggie Jackson, Mr. June himself, mm-hmm. The Goggle. Um I mean, he is with a like 11 million dollar contract. He is doing his job. He's to bargain. 18- yeah,
0: you know. Definitely. Yeah. So, so run me through, let me run me through there. You know, if you had to condense it down into a playoff nine man rotation, mm -hmm. if let me, let me give you my estimation, stepping back from distance would be because he's got the money. We've got Bledsoe and Jackson in the backcourt, right? PG in the front court. And then if Kawhi's back, he's there. Um, if not, it's a slurry of Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, and then Zoo at the center, right? And then off the bench, it's you're talking four players. You got what? Terrence Mann, Kennard, one of the other, you know, combination of Batum, Morris, and then maybe Ibaka if he comes back. Is that, do you agree with that? how what would you change uh for me personally i'd change
1: uh i actually do not like eric blesso running with the first unit because when i see bloods <clears throat> blesso running the two like the two guard our offense is not fluent and then he's not really so much of a shooter and then he kind of just packs the space for like paul george and Reggie jackson that like this defender will just gap everything and just help right help off him so, my ideal starting lineup, if Hawaii is coming back, I would put Nicholas Batum in the starting lineup. I'll run Paul George as a two. I'll run uh, Leonard at the three, Batum at the four. And I don't know about Zubac. <laughs> That's my thing. I don't know about Zubak. Like right now, I will run Hartenstein at the five. Like he's another unexpected player that. Because the last time I heard about this name, he's competing minute with Joe Chi. Because he is such a mobile player, right? He go in there, he do the exact the same thing as Zubak because we don't really need like, Zubak to post up, score 20, 20 points a game. We just need a defender that can get rebounds. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah Hartenstein does exactly that. While being more mobile, he can, like, if you, if you had a switch and you see Zubak and Hartenstein, I think Harnstein have a faster.
0: I, I, I think, think he can keep up. I think he's right? getting he's getting a little lower in a stance. I'll give you that. Zubac he's is a bit more of a in his yeah. standing straight up type of guy, for sure. Harnstein um, definitely bending his knees for sure. So I don't I don't know how much your Agua Caliente Clippers uh, viewership has been, but what are your thoughts on Ibaka? You know, getting ready go to go down there and then coming back into the rotation as the season goes along
1: you excited i mean he's missing a lot of time from when he last played he he's been off for a long time and then he's also aging but definitely Mm -hmm. like if he comes back into his like original shape where he's being like a steady three-point shooter like it like i i'd say he's about 34 percent, which is really solid for a big man also defending the rim and finish i feel like if he's fully healthy I'd really I'd be really comfortable running him at the 5 which he like he he does everything while playing like defense and stretching the floor so right. if Kawhi is in his low iso situation like you can't help off of yeah. anybody on the team yeah
0: yeah which I think is big cuz they don't really have that option at center unless they go really small um mm-hmm. so going to their bench unit who you know, let's, let's crunch it down to three. If you got to take three bench players that are going to be in the rotation in the playoffs, could end up finishing games, who knows? Who, who would you pick? Uh, well, straight up, coming off the bench, my first
1: option is Terrence Mann, as we saw yeah, last definitely. year. Yeah, like his defense, his energy, is like, unmatched. Nobody right. on that team had that. Like, he's young. Yeah. He plays, knows defense. He gets into people, and he doesn't complain about it. He just go mm-hmm. out and play. And I know his offense is like iffy, but you can see how like first year when he played, and last 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 year during the playoff and this season, you can tell like he's been working on his offense. Have a more st- like steady jump shot. He had more tools in his like in his bag that like he can be a threat on the offense now. Who and else? Uh, You know, Luke Nard. I, I'm not the biggest fan of I that know. contract. Yeah, As I mentioned a lot of times before, we paid him $64 million before he played his first uh, regular season game. Not a fan of that contract at all. But I feel like this season, he's been a really offensive shooter. 45.8% three-point field goal percentage. Wow. So, okay. w- like when he catches the ball and he's shooting it you kind of you kind of know like it's going to go in and like he's just like kind of like J.J. Redick off the bench now
0: off pin downs
1: with a little more ball um, handling
0: like yeah he could run some one off the bench in a pinch, in a pinch for you yeah right mhm yeah
1: and then uh my third will be Marcus Morris
0: okay also, yeah
1: i agree also, yeah yeah so that would be a pretty I feel like flippers is a sneaky deep, like, like, have a sneaky deep lineup. Like, nobody, like a lot of people doesn't really notice it. But, like, some players can play yeah. off the bench. Yeah. yeah, and
0: they're versatile, too. You know, mm-hmm. PG PG can play three positions. Kawhi can play three positions. Kennard can play two. Jackson can play two. Marcus Morris can p- play three. Like, they just got a lot of versatile guys. Batum, Terrence Mann, they're all, like, interchangeable. And you know, when you have a coach in Tai Lu who is so willing to make adjustments yes, at that's, any time. Yeah, he, you know, he, you saw it. The the best example was obviously against the Jazz when they went small and stretched Gobert out. Um you know, when you have a coach who's willing to make adjustments and you have a team with a lot of versatility, it's it's a good recipe. And they yeah. got one of the best players in the league possibly coming back around winning time in the playoffs. Um, so definitely keep a lookout for them Clippers, man. Keep a lookout. I'll tell you that. Um, so moving on to another team that man is exciting, has a ton of good pieces is mean and plays defense and that's Miami heat. You know, as a Celtics fan, it's tough to root for these guys. It feels like, feels like it's the Paul Pierce KG Celtics against LeBron and D Wade again, you know, feels like every time we go there, they're tough to be, and they hate the Celtics. So um, yeah, man, they're, they're a legit title contender. I'll tell you that. Um, I know you have a specific comparison yeah. going on with this team. Tell, talk to me about that.
1: Yeah. So I have to come back to my Clippers, the prime Lob City Clippers. Now I'm just looking at their lineup. They have, they
0: also have a really, really deep team.
1: And um,
0: I'm looking at I, this I,
1: team.
0: I don't know about that. I don't know about depth. I don't know if they're deep, but keep going.
1: Yeah, I'll talk to you. Okay. So I'm just looking at their roster, roster spread. So Lowry, playmaker, like older point guard that have a lot of experience, had a championship. Mm -hmm. He reminded uh, reminded me of uh, CP3 on the Clippers and got uh, starting Duncan Robinson, JJ Redick off pin downs, stretching the floor. Major weapon in the playoffs, as we saw uh, two years ago um, in the playoffs, made a big impact. And we got uh, Bam, that's kind of like a Blake Griffin, uh, a lob threat, can handle the ball, really skilled big man really underrated too i feel like he's really underrated like nobody really takes him as, as like a superstar level player but like he had, he definitely has the capability to do just that in the playoffs um and we got tyler hero it's like a six man lou will um jamal crawford type player that can get you he's averaging 21 right now off the bench so definitely like a quick like a quick offense off the bench and finally got a player that the old clippers doesn't have like a really good wing and that's Jimmy butler probably top three in the mvp voting right now and absolutely as as we talked about like our last podcast it's like these players are like struggling during the new foul rule like they're
0: trying to ask for fouls they're like shooting a horrible percentage not for jimmy not for jimmy he wants the contact because he knows he can finish through it like he man he is like he is he has Giannis's finishing ability with, with half the physical size. You know, his his finishing in the paint is incredible. You know, he's gonna get seven layups every single game and have 14 points. And you you add in his pull-up, which is a legitimate go-to shot at the end of any game that you're like, okay, we're giving it to Jimmy, and he's gonna get to a mid-range and he's got that dog in him that you're like, okay, we got our go-to guy. We have some legit young talent and we have, you know, a a floor general with experience and can stretch the floor that they haven't really had in the past. You know, who can also play defense? Um, Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, They're a legitimate contender and I think they're, they're, biggest x factor is bam out of bio. he man he's super talented i think his biggest attribute that is underrated is his playmaking you know his ability to make plays and pass out of the high post He, he can be your point guard you throw it to him at the high post and they do it like a a down screen to a To a curl dribble handoff with Duncan Robinson it's a a elevator three every time he can penetrate and kick he can get to the rim and he's so big and physical and strong that it's really tough to stop him when he's a good defender at the end of the day so yeah they're like the Clippers the old Lob City Clippers but with that superstar wing that they needed instead of Matt
1: Barnes Yeah, instead of Matt Barnes, you got prime JB.
0: Yeah, no, no, he do do Turkolo out there, you know? No, no, yeah, no. Absolutely. (laughs) So staying in the East, there's another team. And I don't know if they're a contender, but man, they're up there in the standings, eh? And and that's the Washington Wizards. Um, So I'll go into them a little bit. They are deep to say the least they are deep they turned john wall in a ridiculous contract and in an aging superstar with multiple injuries into kcp uh championship three and d player kuzma might is around 20 points a game and can shoot the ball can do a lot of different things and then Montrose Harrell, which I think he's averaging 20 points a game, too. And he's just, yeah, like he brings that energy, toughness that is really hard to find every night in the regular season. And, man, he can contribute to, I don't know what his win share is. I'm sure they have a stat for it, but, like, his wins above replacement. He contributes to a lot of a lot of wins in the regular season just because of energy. Um, so who else on their team? are you a big fan of well um
1: you know bradley beal definitely like
0: he is without being said of course but
1: But, um one one of the guy i really like is uh dinwiddie coming off a partially torn acl coming back straight to it like running the show he's gonna give you bucket he's averaging a a pretty good amount of points every game and he can play make so that's exactly what they needed like they are missing that last year with like westbrook i'm not the biggest fan of westbrook he's like i know he's i mean top top player but like not the smartest at all time but i feel like with the asset they got from the lakers they're such a more well-rounded team than just running the show with westbrook and bradley beal yes and you got just you you basically like the Wizards upgraded every single position after trading Westbrook and now they're just a more balanced team and with this being said like they're still missing Louis Hachimura they're still yeah. missing Thomas Bryant like mm-hmm. people forgot about like they still have some good players that are, that are going to come back exactly and they can only get better from now like I, I finally see the mantras that that i i i missed like i missed this mantras. like this mantras was not on the Lakers this mantras was on the clippers this mantras was missing after he got traded to the Lakers right he was he had he had an attitude on the Lakers he's not getting a minute uh he's frustrated he's not having the same energy and man like look like watching this guy is so fun it's like he is like yep. a juice box. Like, you just go in there, unlimited energy, just punching himself in the face. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's
0: ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and and continuing on their depth, you know, Dinwiddie is, I think he's a legit lead guard that can contribute in the playoffs and probably better than Westbrook because he can shoot the ball. He's mm-hmm. high IQ and defends at a much higher level. Um, he's someone I really wish the Celtics were would um would look would have looked into in um, the offseason. Um so moving moving along in their lineup they have Brad Beal who's having kind of a more down year probably just because there's more shots more more shots to go around. Um and then they have KCP, Kuzma, and you know if everyone's healthy, I think Gafford would start a center. Gafford is a good player. He's a very very athletic, rim running, lob threat, can defend the rim. And then their bench, man. They have Aaron Holiday, who they got for nothing. Who is a man? He's a holiday. Like he's a holiday. He's gonna, yeah. he's gonna defend. He he plays the ball. He plays the, the game the right way. And you know, he's a great third guard, fourth guard. Neto can come in, run the show when need be. You know, they have Denny Avida. Um, Israeli's Prince Charming, who's really come along this year. You know, he's a good defender, a good rebounder. It's just about can you shoot the ball? Uh, Kispert's been playing. He can shoot it. You know, Hachimura's is coming back. He is a talented young player. Uh, of course, you have Berton's. He's a shooter. I don't know if he's going to make shots, but he's going to shoot them and he's, you got to guard him. So that says something. Trez coming off the bench um yeah and you just go on down the list and you're like wow they got just a lot of competent basketball players that could all you look at them on the on the floor and you're like oh okay you know you got to respect that um and they're what first second in the east now something like that you think it's sustainable
1: uh I want to say it's sustainable but they're definitely a strong contender I feel like like going on through the season. I feel like Miami, Milwaukee, Chicago, all these all all these teams are gonna climb up the the stairs. But I feel like Wizards will definitely like do better than last year. They will like maintain I'd say like five, six solid playoffs team and then mm-hmm. not definitely not like first, but like like you can't you can't just underestimate them now. Like,
0: they got legit players that can just go out there and give you buckets. Just give you – So, do you you think the Celtics finish higher than them in the standings? (laughs) It's kind of tough to say that right now. It is. Um, It is. It's kind of tough, yeah. But um, that's your team, man. What what do you think? Uh, I don't know either. I think they're way deeper and uh, they have more clarity in terms of who's doing what. You know, they have uh, run the show, will distribute until the fourth quarter, Dinwiddie. They have a go-to scorer who knows he's going to get the ball in the last seconds. And then they kind of have a good balance of defense, shooting, and playmaking surrounding that. Where the Celtics, you never know what you're going to get on a given night. You could get 30 from both the Jays and Marcus Smart's getting charges left and right. Rob Williams (laughs) has a (laughs) triple-double. You're like, man, this team is contender. And then they go out, and Tatum goes five for twenty-five, and someone Rob will gets hurt. Shoulder shooting the elbow jumper. (laughs) Yeah, and missing him. But hey, I'll say Schroeder has been playing a lot better. He's had some big games so far, and I'm like, you know what? I I kind of rather have him over Kemba. So. You know, if you take that and you throw some Horford in there and, and uh more developed Naismith, Langford, Grant Williams combination, I think they should be better than they were last year, which is a seven seed. So if they get five, six seed, I'd be happy as a Celtics fan. So do I think they're going to finish higher than, than Washington? Yes, but it'll be close. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the coast, we have a team that's playing incredible, really special basketball. Um, and what I'll say is really just for one reason and one reason only. And, and that's the Golden State Warriors. That's right. Um, so talk to me about their start, their first in the West. And what's what's the reason for their success? What's going well for them? Well, first of all, first of all, Mr. Steph
1: Curry, still incredible, after however many years being crazy. Like, the guy is just, we can say by now he's the greatest shooter, or not by now, a couple years ago, but, like, he's going to become the number one 3 point shooter before the year ends. Mm. He's 56 threes away from beating Ray Allen to be the…
0: the Holy smokes.
1: Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. And with a couple hundred games less than Ray Allen. Oh yeah. He he's already beating him, and um, just incredible. Like watching him play, he's he's shooting forty-one point nine percent from the three, and his three-point shots are not catch and shoot wide open threes. Like, as I mentioned, Luke Kennard, right? He the guy shooting half court. He's shooting off the pick he's shooting step back off balance threes while shooting 42 percent that itself is crazy and he's shooting at a high clip too right and number one score in the league right now um just incredible player and also just a couple just all the all the role players basically on the warriors as they always do, like, get these role players going. But Jordan Poole, like, one of the younger core that really stepped up into, like, kind of Clay's role. Mm-hmm. Um, just filling in at the two-guard two position. Um, like, he's not the smartest player. Like, he, he shoots some bad shots when I watch him play. But he's got all the tools. He's, he's got the motor. He can, sh- like, shoot the ball. And uh, just the bench, like... Mr. Gary Payton making some splashes off his uh, crazy dunks on Instagram, but, like, it's his defense that's making a huge impact. Damian Lee, Nemanja Belitza, Otto Porter. Just everybody's doing their job. And, of course, you got Draymond Green running the show. And just this is not their fault. Like, they got Clay and Wiseman coming back. It's like this team right now went from one of the bottom teams last season to right now number one for defense number three for offense just imagine when clay and james flies come back this team is going to be dangerous
0: absolutely um you know i think pool would be a good it, it would be easy for him to slide into that sixth man role coming off the bench you know you said he takes bad shots that's kind of more okay in an instant offense, Jordan Clarkson, Crawford, Lou Will type role. And he fits that. And plus he could, you know, he's a little, he's much taller than those type of guys. So he adds a little more versatility at six foot seven or something. Um, and then there's one player you didn't mention who's goes under the radar. A lot of the times um, notoriously unvaccinated and that's Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. He's, he's been, you know, as, as good as he can be this year. He's had some good big games. You know, he, he's in the best situation for who he is. He's never been a, you know, I, I want to put it as like a go-to guy who's going to bring it with intensity every night. He's just kind of a good role player with above average talent, Who can, you know, give you 20 on a given night, can get a poster, like three poster dunks in a game, can get three steals and a block or something. And then when you move to other guys on the team, they just know how to play Warriors basketball. And this type of Warriors basketball has gotten so refined that they're just running it to a tee you have Steph Curry the most impossible dude to guard in all of basketball on off the ball he is a madman running around for 48 minutes he draws so much attention that if you get guys with the right skill set and the right basketball IQ surrounding him it only makes him better and then it makes the team really really tough to guard and, and something that people really underappreciated during the Kevin Durant days was how good they were on defense. They are incredibly connected as a team on defense. Steve Kerr, you think he's shooting, he's offense, he's, you know, whatever. His, uh, his defenses have always been incredible. You know, they move the ball, they, they think the same way, they're a step ahead and when you have players like Gary Payton coming off the bench, elite defender, you got Iggy still on the team. You have Draymond, you have Clay coming back, you know, Wiseman with the potential to be a rim protector. They're legit. I mean, that's not really hot take necessarily, but they're maximizing everything they have. With that being said, let me ask you this do you think they hang on to some of their young guys and just kind of stash them and hope they develop over a couple of years? Or do you think they throw together a package to try and get, you know, I don't know type of player? What do you Uh, think? I think they're going to hang on to them. It's
1: like Jonathan Kuminga had his moment. It's like being an elite defender as much as I'm not a fan of him. Uh, I, I watched this game, like, his, he, like he's kind of just, like, this underdeveloped Kawhi Leonard coming into the league, like, his defensive capability, it's like, I saw him, guard, I forgot which game was it, um, but I saw him playing, like, on-ball defense, and it's incredible, like, watching him move, watching him just disrupt like the ball handler with his size six nine and his like athleticism like you can't teach that and you i feel like in a couple years if like with the warriors development like i i think they have a really really good development program and if Kuminga and like You got Moses Moody stay for a couple more years. Like I feel like they don't really. Moses Moody, Moody. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but definitely they're gonna be like if they buy into that warrior system where yeah, as you said, it's incredible. Like when I watch their game, it's like wow. Like it's just the extra passes, and it's like the it's like the way they play, like these short passes, like these extra like unselfishness. It's incredible to watch and if they buy into that they're going to be great players so I don't I don't think they necessarily need a like a third guide right now like they're fine for where they
0: are like it's a championship team they just got to stay healthy I couldn't I couldn't agree more you know um, to put it simply kind of wrapping it up here it's beautiful basketball and when you compare that to a certain type of team over, over in Brooklyn, um, it's cohesive, which is incredibly important when it's a team game. It's not just a bunch of individuals doing their thing. It's beautiful team basketball. So Mikey, thank you very much. This has been NBA talk on the KD pod and uh, I'm out.
1: Peace out.